Section 22 of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 9. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 9, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. When it was the nine hundred and thirty-first night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that every time the owner of an article came to the dyer, he would put him off with any pretext, and would swear to him, nor would he cease to promise and swear to him as often as he came, till the customer lost patience and said, How often wilt thou say to me to-morrow? Give me my stuff, I will not have it dyed. Whereupon the dyer would make answer, but allah o my brother i am abashed at thee but i must tell the truth and may allah harm all who harm folk in their goods the other would exclaim tell me what had happened and abu Kur would reply as for thy stuff i dyed the same on matchless wise and hung it on the drying rope but it was stolen and i know not who stole it if the owner of the stuff were of the kindly he would say allah will compensate me and if he were of the ill-conditioned he would haunt him with exposure and insult but would get nothing of him though he complained of him to the judge he ceased not doing thus till his report was noised abroad among the folk and each used to warn other against abu Kur, who became a byword amongst them so they all held aloof from him and none would be entrapped by him save those who were ignorant of his character but for all this he failed not daily to suffer insult and exposure from Allah's creatures. By reason of this his trade became slack, and he used to go to the shop of his neighbor, the barber, Abu Sir, and sit there, facing the diary and with his eyes on the door. Whenever he espied any one who knew him not standing at the diary door, with a piece of stuff in his hand, he would leave the barber's booth and go up to him, saying, What seekest thou, O thou? and the man would reply take and dye me this thing so the dyer would ask what colour wilt thou have it for with all his knavish tricks his hand was in all manner of dyes but he was never true to any one wherefore poverty had gotten the better of him then he would take the stuff and say give me my wage in advance and come to-morrow and take the stuff so the stranger would advance him the money and wend his way whereupon abu Kur would carry the cloth to the market street and sell it and with its price buy meat and vegetables and tobacco and fruit and what not else he needed but whenever he saw any one who had given him stuff to dye standing at the door of his shop he would not come forth to him or even show himself to him on this wise he abode years and years till it fortuned one day that he received cloth to dye from a man of wrath and sold it and spent the proceeds the owner came to him every day but found him not in his shop for whenever he espied any one who had claim against him he would flee from him into the shop of the barber abu sir at last that angry man finding that he was not to be seen and growing very weary of such work repaired to the kazi and bringing one of his sergeants to the shop nailed up the door in presence of a number of muslims and sealed it for that he saw therein naught but some broken pans of earthenware to stand him instead of his stuff after which the sergeant took the key 
saying to the neighbors tell him to bring back this man's cloth then come to me and take his shop key and went his way he and the man then said abu sir to abu Kur, what ill business is this whoever bringeth thee aught thou loseth it for him what hath become of this angry man's stuff answered the dyer o oh, my neighbor twas stolen from me prodigious exclaimed the barber whenever any one giveth thee aught a thief steal it from thee art thou then the meeting-place of every rogue upon town but i doubt me thou liest so tell me the truth replied abu Kur, o oh, my neighbor none hath stolen aught from me asked abu sir what then dost thou do with the people's property and the dyer answered whenever any one giveth me aught to die i sell it and spend the price quoth abu sir is this permitted thee of allah and quoth abu Kur, i do this only out of poverty because business is slack with me and i am poor and have nothing and he went on to complain to him of the dullness of his trade and his lack of means abu sir in like manner lamented the little profit of his own calling saying i am master of my craft and have not my equal in this city but no one cometh to me to be polled because i am a pauper and i loathe this art and mystery of my brother abu Kur replied and i loathe my own craft by reason of its slackness but o oh, my brother what call is there for abiding in this town let us depart from it i and thou and solace ourselves in the lands of mankind carrying in our hands our crafts which are in demand all the world over so shall we breathe the air and rest from this grievous trouble and he ceased not to commend travel to abu sir till the barber became wishful to set out so they agreed upon their route and shahrazad perceived the dawn of the day and ceased to say her permitted say when it was the nine hundred and thirty-second night she continued it hath reached me o auspicious king that abu Kur ceased not his praises of wayfaring to abu sir till the barber became wishful to depart so they agreed upon their route at which decision abu Kur rejoiced and improvised these lines leave thy home for abroad and wouldst rise on high and travel whence benefits fivefold rise the soothing of sorrow and winning of bread knowledge manners and commerce with good men and wise and they say that in travel are travail and care and disunion of friends and much hardship that tries yet to generous youth death is better than life in the house of contempt betwixt haters and spies when they agreed to travel together abu Kur said to abu sir o oh, my neighbor we are become brethren and there is no difference between us so it behoveth us to recite the fatiha that he of us who gets work shall of his gain feed him who is out of work and whatever is left we will lay in a chest and when we return to alexandria we will divide it fairly and equally so be it replied abu sir and they repeated the opening chapter of the koran on this understanding then abu sir locked up his shop and gave the key to its owner whilst abu Kur left his door locked and sealed and let the key lie with the kazi's sergeant after which they took their baggage and embarked on the morrow in a galleon upon the salt sea they set sail the same day and fortune attended them for of abu sir's great good luck 
there was not a barber in the ship albeit it carried an hundred and twenty men besides captain and crew so when they loosed the sails the barber said to the dyer oh my brother this is the sea and we shall need meat and drink we have but little provant with us and happily the voyage will be long upon us wherefore methinks i will shoulder my budget and pass among the passengers and maybe some one will say to me come hither o barber and shave me and i will shave him for a scone or a silver bit or a draught of water so shall we profit by this i and thou too there's no harm in that replied the dyer and laid down his head and slept whilst the barber took his gear and water tasks and throwing over his shoulder a rag to serve his napkin because he was poor passed among the passengers quoth one of them ho master come and shave me so he shaved him and the man gave him a half durham whereupon quoth abu sir o my brother i have no use for this bit hadst thou given me a scone twere more blessed to me in this sea for i have a shipmate and we are short on provision so he gave him a loaf and a slice of cheese and filled him a tass with sweet water the barber carried all this to abu Kur and said eat the bread and cheese and drink the water accordingly he ate and drank whilst abu sir again took up his shaving gear and tass in hand and rag on shoulder and went round about the deck among the passengers one man he shaved for two scones and another for a bit lock of cheese and he was in demand because there was no other barber on board also he bargained with every one who said to him ho master shave me for two loaves and a half durham and they gave him whatever he sought so that by sundown he had collected thirty loaves and thirty silvers with store of cheese and olives and botargos and besides these he got from the passengers whatever he asked for and was soon in possession of things galore amongst the rest he shaved the captain to whom he complained of his lack of victual for the voyage and the skipper said to him thou art welcome to bring thy comrade every night and sup with me and have no care for that so long as ye sail with us then he returned to the dyer whom he found asleep so he roused him and when abu Kur awoke he saw at his head an abundance of bread and cheese and olives and botargos and said whence gottest thou all this from the bounty of allah almighty replied abu sir then abu Kur would have fallen too but the barber said to him eat not of this so my brother but leave it to serve us another time for know that i shaved the captain and complained to him of our lack of victual whereupon quoth he welcome to thee bring thy comrade and sup both of ye with me every night and this night we sup with him for the first time but abu Kur replied my head goeth round with sea-sickness and i cannot rise from my stead so let me sup off these things and fare thou alone to the captain abu sir replied there is no harm in that and sat looking at the other as he ate and saw him hew off gobbets as the quarrymen heweth stone from the hill-quarries and gulp them down with the gulp of an elephant who hath not eaten for days bolting another mouthful ere he had swallowed the previous one and glaring the while at that which was before him with the glowering gesture of a ghoul and blowing as blowing as bloweth the hungry bull over his beans and bruised straw presently up came a sailor and said to the barber o craftsman the captain biddeth thee come to supper and bring thy comrade quoth the barber to the dyer 
Wilt thou come with us? But quoth he, I can't walk. So the barber went by himself, and found the captain sitting before a tray, whereon were a score or more of dishes, and all the company were awaiting him and his mate. When the captain saw him, he asked, Where is thy friend? And Abu Sir answered, O oh, my lord, he is seasick. Said the skipper, That will do him no harm. His sickness will soon pass off. But do thou carry him his supper, and come back, for we tarry for thee. Then he set apart a porringer of kebabs, and putting therein some of each dish, till there was enough for ten, gave it to Abu Sir, saying, Take this to thy chum. He took it and carried it to the dyer, whom he found grinding away with his dog-teeth at the food which was before him, as he were a camel, and heaping mouthful on mouthful in his hurry. Quoth Abu Sir, Did I not say to thee, Eat not of this? Indeed, the captain is a kindly man. See what he hath sent thee, for that I told him thou wert seasick. Give it here, cried the dyer. So the barber gave him the platter, and he snatched it from him, and fell upon the food, ravening for it, and resembling a grinning dog, or a raging lion, or a roux pouncing on a pigeon, or one well-nigh dead for hunger, who seeing meat falls ravenously to eat. Then Abu Sir left him, and going back to the captain, supped and enjoyed himself, and drank coffee with him, after which he returned to Abu Kur, and found that he had eaten all that was in the porringer, and thrown it aside, empty. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. End of Night 931 and 932